Within the consciousness of each and every one of us resides the eternal and sacred soul. By awakening to our soul and striving to live in alignment with our soul's purpose, we can live extraordinary lives beyond conditioned limitations to pursue a life of healing, intentionality, and connection. Join us, your co-hosts, me, Katrina Slade, and Jennifer Helwing, as we explore and discuss this path of living in alignment with the sacred soul. In this podcast, we endeavor to inspire and empower you through individual and collective healing of the feminine. We are here to honor our oneness, celebrate authenticity, and deepen our connection to our beautiful planet Earth. This is the Sacred Soul Podcast. Welcome back to the Sacred Soul Podcast. This week, Jen and I are talking about how we use intuition in our daily lives. And we're going to share some practices that we find really helpful for us in our daily lives or just on a regular basis. Yeah, it's something that a little goes a long way. And if you're somebody who's just starting out with developing your intuition, using these kind of simple daily, everyday life practices can really help to awaken that within you. And if you're somebody who already feels very intuitive or identifies as an intuitive, you might get some ideas today about how you can use that to support you in your life. Yeah. And just, you know, always use your own discernment and notice what resonates with you. And then, you know, that might be a signal to you from, from your inner knowing from your guides that this is something that would be helpful for you to pursue. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Katrina, do you want to start us off by sharing the first daily life intuition practice that you use? Yeah. Um, something I, do now that I didn't used to do. And it sort of just built up over time naturally is I'm giving myself time and space to focus inwards. And it's really hard to do if you're just used to going, 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 or like if you have kids and you don't have time and space, or if you're like really, um, distracted or honestly if you're trying to numb yourself because you don't want to deal with some inner inner emotions or inner turmoil and you don't want to go inwards Um, yeah we talked about that in the first episode quite a lot and how important it is to do this yeah so so I just find that I sort of created a morning routine over time that has really helped me in my daily life um So like, I'll just share what it is and then I'll share how it's helped me. Um, I do a lot of meditation and I know we talk about meditation all the time, (laughs) but it's so valuable I have found and meditation looks different to different people. But for me, I'm very privileged. I can, honestly, I have like an hour where I lay down. I do it laying down for some reason. It just makes me feel more at ease. And Mm -hmm. I meditate and I'm connecting with whatever I need to within myself. And I've I've worked up, of course, this isn't easy to do right off the bat, but I've worked up to being able to connect with my guides, my spirit guides or my inner child or any like ascended masters or um, goddesses. Or sometimes I connect with 
I call her Pachamama, like the energy yeah. of earth. Before going into the meditation, do you decide what you're going to connect with or does it just come to you as soon as you drop in? Um, sometimes I decide ahead of time, like, what do I need? Like, I'll kind of ask, like, what do I need right now? And sometimes I just invite in whatever is needed. Mm, and, okay. But usually, usually I have an intention, you know, I have a specific intention and I do whatever I need to do in the meditation. And I mean, I guess my meditations are more journeying style and yeah, versus, that's right. versus like a, a strict, like regimented method that is taught in, in some, you know, like certain types of meditation. But I find that just having time and space, like even if I'm not meditating, but if I'm like doing something in my house or doing some work and I'm not filling up my brain with like consuming content, like I'm not just mm-hmm. I'm not listening to anything. I'm not having anything playing on in the background. I'm just like with myself. Oftentimes you'll get insights come to you and, you know, some people call them downloads, but whatever you want to call it, you, you get, you receive, you're, you're like open to receive because you're not blocking off your consciousness with exactly stimulation. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And this is, this is actually a huge thing. I think a lot of people really struggle with that chatter mind, like their mind just won't, can't shut off. And when you're, when you're in that state where your mind is constantly going and going and going, and then you keep feeding it more, you keep feeding yourself more input. It creates this environment that is so crowded. You know, it's like a pond filled with way too many fish that you can't see the water anymore and you're blocking yourself off to receiving and being connected. And so it's, it's important to make some conscious choices about how much you're consuming and how much you're in this distraction state and whether that actually feels good to you. Yeah. And then whether you can start to limit that and slowly, can you talk about your process of how you even realized in the first place that you needed to do that? Oh, it's just been really gradual over several years, more than several years. Um, Yeah. Maybe about like six years ago, I started meditating and I started like really small. Like I used to meditate for like five minutes and it was like Mm -hmm. guided meditations, you know, on apps. Yeah. And from that's where I started to where I am now, where I meditate for like an hour at a time, maybe more. And I'm like doing all these mystical things in my meditations. Um, It's just been a slow, gradual, like, I guess it's like building a muscle, you know? Yes. And you can't be like bench pressing 500 pounds day one of like going to the gym, right? Like, I'm so glad you said that because that's definitely a thing people might hear and be like, oh, I want to do all those journeys and I want to do all that stuff too. But you have to go in it with just the intention to be in it, to just be in that meditative state and just love, learn to love that meditative state. And then all the other stuff will come. But if you go into it with all these like, oh, I want to see this and I want to do this and I want to do this, want to do this. It might be really hard oh, yeah. because your mind is still in that state of trying to grasp at all these things and wanting yeah. all these things instead of what you should be doing, which is just enjoying 
and coming into the moment and just being present, being here, connecting with yourself. Yeah. As you said. Yeah. And like, I feel like trust is a really big element of this. You have to trust yourself that yeah. it's safe and it's okay to be quiet and alone. And you also have to trust mm-hmm. the insights that come to you. Like maybe, yeah. like maybe you'll be thinking or you're meditating or you're just sitting in silence and then a thought comes to you that you need to be in nature more like this happened to Mm -hmm. me recently. It's like, Oh, I haven't been in nature for a long time. And now I realize it would be so good for me if I actually intentionally went out in nature. So that's just an example of like a thought that comes to me and I trust oh, this is coming to me for a reason. Like, I don't even think it's my ego mind. It's like my mm-hmm. soul or my highest self or my guides or whoever this is like sending me this information. Like this is going to be helpful for you. And so I just trust, okay, this is a message for me that I need to receive. Yeah. Yeah. Trust is so huge. Trust is huge. <laughs> it helps a lot if you can go into it with a state of, I trust that I'm okay. I trust that even if I receive little bits, that those little bits are good. And just being in that state of accepting and trusting, that's really that's really helpful. I don't know, that was something that helped me a lot with meditation, was I was finding that I wasn't trusting the process and I was trying. Like I went from trying mm-hmm. to trusting and that made a huge difference yeah. for me. When you were saying that, it made me think of the word efforting, like effort as a verb, mm-hmm. like you're efforting. It's like putting effort in. but it's not as, it's not going to open you. Right. So you have to sort of sit back and, and just like have the intention to receive whatever is meant to come rather Mm -hmm. than pushing outward. So it's, again, we talk about feminine a lot, feminine energy, it's more feminine energy open Mm -hmm. to receive rather than forcing outwards, which is more masculine. Yeah. 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 So what is your first daily intuition practice you'd like to share? Well, I want to share something that's actually quite similar to what you've just shared. Um, and it's something that kind of awakened my intuition in the in the beginning when I was really, really wanting to connect with it on a strong, deep and consistent level. And so the practice that I started doing was something that I was calling a silence practice. So it's very similar to what you shared, where you are starting to cut back on the input. And so What I would do is I would commit to a minimum of 30 minutes a day doing something that, again, like I would call a silence practice. And I wouldn't speak. I wouldn't listen to anything. I wouldn't do anything. I wouldn't even try to meditate. I would just be. And this was before I really started meditating a lot. So I think this actually helped build quite a good foundation for meditation in the future. But a lot of the time I would just sit on the floor, on a pillow, and just be. And I would just notice my surroundings. I would just notice my internal environment. I would notice what was going on with my body. I would notice what was going on in my mind. I would kind of connect with what have I been thinking about a lot lately? What have I been feeling a lot lately? You know, are these things trying to tell me anything? But I wouldn't try to go into it with any sort of goal other than just being present and being fully present. Eventually that translated to going in nature. And I, so I would do the silence practice in nature, 
which I think was 10 times more powerful. But of course, not everybody has access to, you know, beautiful forests and rivers and, and ocean right close to their home. So this can be hard. But whenever I could, whenever I had time, I would go and I'd walk in the forest and I would do this silence practice in the forest. And that was when, you know, my mind started to become quiet enough that I was able to connect on a level that I hadn't before with my soul, with my intuition, with my guides, with nature. It was like I felt so connected. And it's it's funny, right? Because I think that like originally it felt very disconnecting to, to do this silence practice because it felt like I was disconnecting myself yeah. from my life. Yeah. 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 Like I was disconnecting myself from my phone, from my friends, from my to-do list, from, you know, whatever, and kind of going more inwards. But it was through that, that I actually became a lot more connected to my external environment as well. So it's just kind of interesting, but that's, that was the practice that for me, I remember this moment when I was walking in the forest and I felt my crown open. Like I actually felt, and it was a very sensory experience. I actually felt my crown chakra open up and I felt like this light was kind of pouring in, but it also, but it also felt at the same time, like I was pouring out. Very surreal. And in that moment, I just started crying. Like it was overwhelming, this emotion, this connected feeling that I had to everything. And I just knew in the moment, like in that moment, I remember this was the first time I was able to use the word God. Now I have a lot of spiritual wounding and reasons why I could never use that word before. I have been raised in some bad experiences with family that were very religious and very unhealthy. And so I had rejected anything like that. But in that moment, I knew that the universe was conscious. It was in that moment that I knew that there was love everywhere. And I felt that so strongly. And I just started crying like I couldn't deny it. My spiritual experience changed in that moment from something that was cognitive and trying to learn and understand to something that was felt and something that was experienced. And so that was that was kind of that moment for me where I was like, okay, we're going now. This is this is. Um, this is incredible. So beautiful. Oh, that's so beautiful. I can just imagine it. It's like, I can see it in my mind, like the visual of that happening in the forest. And it's interesting because it's like in order to reach that, I don't know, state, reach that consciousness level or whatever, um, you just have to do nothing, right? It's not, it's not doing something. It's not doing a lot of things you're, you're like taking away all of the doing and you're just being, and I'm sure being in the forest was like, so powerful for, for that, allowing that experience to happen. So that is so amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, I'm so lucky that I live on Vancouver Island and, you know, the forests here are so Mm -hmm. beautiful, but just, just having all that nature around, has really supported my growth. And so I don't want anybody to feel like you, you need nature to grow spiritually. But I also think that if you can take the effort to actually go and be in nature, like even if it's just once mm-hmm. a week for 15 minutes, it's really helpful. It does make a big difference. Yeah, it does. Definitely. Yeah, that's such a good point. Yeah. And so if, if you're listening to this and you're like, well, I'm not 
anywhere near that. Like I'm not going to be having a, a transcendent experience anytime soon. You can just think of a way to give yourself more time alone and with yourself mm-hmm. go time to go inwards. That's, that's so important to help you get in touch with your intuition. Yeah. Yeah. It's so important. Yeah. And you know, also like, I feel like some of, some of us or many people have sort of like intuitive experiences right before they fall asleep or like right after they wake up. Yeah. Oh, good. So it's like that time is called the hypno hypnagogic time, the hypnagogic state of like when you're between sleep and awake conscious and unconscious that's like the official name of it and if you receive any information during that time listen to it right like I've had you know I'm a visual artist and I've had quite a few times when I've had ideas come to me in that moment where I'm like falling asleep and then I have to wake up and like write it down. Uh, what I do is like email it to myself. So in the morning when I check my email, hey. I'll be like, Oh yeah, that was my idea. Good idea. <laughs> That's so clever. I love yeah. that. That's so, so but just like trust, trust that, trust that and don't push it away. You know, the, the thoughts and insights that come to you in that time too. Yeah. So that being said, um, Katrina, do you want to share your second practice, which I know was about connecting with your guides? Oh, yes, I do, but I have a deep sigh because it's um, it my my second practice is related to going through difficult times, and yeah. I actually am going through that right now, and like my heart sinks just thinking about it. But I'm having a health scare right now. Um, I'm in the middle of not knowing before I go see some specialist doctors and it's related to my reproductive system and it's very scary and it makes me feel very anxious. And I've been going through such like weird emotions recently and it's been really hard. So I wanted to share this because I do have some practices I've been doing to help myself get through this time. And we all go through hard times. What I do right now to help myself feel better is I I have a practice of surrender. And I think I've mentioned it on other episodes many times, but um, I just try to not be attached to any outcomes, even though obviously I want to have good health and I want to be, you know, feeling good and not anxious and not scared. But I'm trusting. So the practice of surrender takes a lot of trust. Again, we're talking about trust. Yeah. Trusting that yeah. there's um a reason I'm going through this and it's not like a weird mm. accident, right? It's not like, oh, all of a sudden, why are my why is my body acting this way? It's happening for a reason. Even though I don't like yeah. it. Um and so what I'm doing now is checking in with my guides. You know, I do this in meditation, which I just talked about. So I won't go too much into the meditation aspect now, but I, my guides have told me that this is part of my life path. I'm going to be learning a lot about healing because I'm an energy healer. And so every day since, since this started, I've been doing energy healings on myself. I've been able to learn a lot, actually. Like I learned how to do energy healing, like one way. And 
since I started doing it daily, I've been connecting with like healing guides and like higher beings who are teaching me other ways of, of energy healing. And it's kind of cool. It's actually really cool, but I'm like doing it on myself and I do it in meditation. I do energy healing in meditation. It's not like hands-on healing or anything. It's, it's through like consciousness. So, um, nice. Yeah. So I'm sort of combining my practice of surrender of like, okay, I'm trusting the divine plan, whatever, whatever I meant to get out of this experience. Like, may I, I'm always like saying in my prayers, like, may I receive what needs to come and may I release what needs to go. And I found that there's a lot to release. There's a lot that needs to be released and Mm -hmm. some of it's mine. It's a lot of it's a lot of letting go and shedding yeah. and releasing for healing you. through shedding, letting go. Mm. Um because there's a lot of energy stuck in my body, especially my reproductive system, that is causing dis-ease, right? Um, some of it's mine from this lifetime, some of it's from my ancestors that I've carried over from them, and some of it's from a past life or maybe multiple past lives. And I've I've done a lot of like work with my guides on looking into the sources of this and like doing healings. Like I've done a past life healing on that lifetime that I was shown related to this illness. And um, I'm just really, really focusing on the trust that I know this is happening for a reason so that when, when it, when I'm through this difficult time, I can help other people with healing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's beautiful because you're not alone in this. Like I know so many women, well, I think almost every woman has either experienced sexual trauma or even just felt the collective oppression or the collective trauma around being a woman and we have reproductive problems and we have painful periods and we have ovarian cysts yeah. and we have all of these things. And I think that it's, I think that it's so related to what we talked yes. about in the last episode, the divine feminine being lost along the way, being suppressed rejected. along the way. Like it's yeah. Yeah, rejected. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going through that right now and um, I just wanted to share that because I hope it helps any, somebody, like if you're going through a hard time, you can check in with your intuition. And even if you're not at the level of like meditating with your spirit guides, you can still ask for guidance. You can call in, like, please mm. show me a sign, please, um, show me the right actions or sh- please show me the right inspirations or bring in the right people and the right experiences that are for my highest good. You know, you, I always do stuff like that. I'm always like asking and offering to to the divine, which is just my word for the source for God, you know, and you can just surrender. Like I was, I'm inviting it in the wisdom and the healing and the energy that is meant for me. So I hope that helps people. I hope that makes sense. (laughs) Thank you for being so vulnerable and sharing all that. 
um, I really witness your strength. And so I think that's, you know, I hope that other people are as inspired as I am by your story and your strength Thank and your you. courage. Yeah. Thank you. I want to know now, Jen, what's another practice you, you want to share? I have like three in my mind that I'm kind of, which one should oh. I share? <laughs> so I'm going to share so more I than one at a time. Yeah. So I'm going to, what I'm going to do is I'm going to tune into my body and just see what intuitively wants to be shared. So, okay, this one. So what I do sometimes in meditation, and this is something that I've done with my clients and they really like this too, is we kind of go and we create an island so we kind of create an island in our minds that's like our realm or our kingdom or our queendom, whatever that is. And it's sort of a place that represents metaphorically our spiritual selves or our spiritual Ooh. realities. And so in this place, yeah, so in this place, first of all, being surrounded by ocean is very symbolic because that ocean represents our subconscious, it represents our souls and our spiritual selves. So you've got this place surrounded mm -hmm. by water. And it can look like however you want. It can look like tropical or it can be maybe like a stormy kind of island, whatever feels mm -hmm. good for you. And you can create in that place a few different things. So one thing that um, I create for myself is a garden. So I actually create a garden. And what I do kind of like metaphorically or symbolically is during my cycle, my moon cycle day one, the first day of my bleeding cycle. I'll go into this metaphorical garden in my mind and I'll plant the seeds of the things that I want to manifest oh, for that, for that so cycle. Beautiful. So I'll actually plant the garden. Yeah. So I'll visualize myself go, self going in and planting the garden, planting the seeds. And then when it's, um, when it's like my mid cycle point, the harvest or whatever, I'll go into that garden and I'll see, and I'll see all the beautiful flowers and I'll see all the things. And a lot of time I'll, almost harvest messages. So there'll be flowers growing and, and things, but also I can receive messages and receive energy. And I kind of go there to sort of recharge myself. So this is like a, a metaphorical symbolic, but yeah. it's in my mind that a place yeah. that I can kind of go to, to sort of complete these rituals and Beautiful. things like that. Yeah. And then in this island, there's also a grove where I go. So there's like a, a grove of trees where I go. And this is where I go to specifically mm -hmm. meet with guides and call in guides. And so it's sort of a sacred place where I can kind of commune and sort of connect and be in that space. Um, and then I have uh, a place where I go to that's like a cliff top. So I like hike up and it's like a cliff top. And that's yeah. where I go to connect with my higher self. Um, yeah. and so I've sort of created this like magical realm yeah. that I can kind of go to and visit. Um, yeah. And then... In the center, there's a temple that I call a heart temple. And so it's a heart temple. And this is where I go to connect with myself. And so it's a sacred place where I can go to deeply connect with my heart and connect with myself. And so that's where I would do like energy readings on myself or just receive messages from the inner realms. So like my inner child or my energy or my body or things like that, I can go there to connect. Um, and it's also where I will, I will light a candle sometimes for a certain energy or a certain belief that I want to oh. implant in my heart. So for example, it might be like courage or strength or easefulness. So I'll light a candle in that name in my heart temple. And it's sort of like I'm symbolically 
implanting that into my heart. So it's this realm. Yeah. So it's this realm that I go to, to, I guess, connect. And so I've kind of designed this place that has all these different aspects of my spirituality and, and my inner world (laughs) being an INFP, if anybody knows what that is. um, INFPs are very imaginative and we Mm -hmm. like to create these fantasy places. So this is very much my version of doing that. And uh, it just feels like a place that I love to go in meditation. Um, But I think it's also really powerful on a subconscious level because I am really able to implant like really positive things and do energy healing and stuff on that deep level in that place. So it's similar to what you do, Katrina, but in a really different way. So I thought that was neat to share. So exciting. Um, Like I really want to do some of these practices now, like the planting of the seeds along with your moon cycle. That's something I've always wanted to do. And I keep talking to you about Jen. Like I want to be more connected to my cycle, my, you know, my feminine cycle, my energies. And that's such a beautiful way of doing it. And I love the idea of lighting the candles in your heart temple too. Mm, yeah. Like I actually yeah. have a place I go to also that's like a place of nature where I go on my meditations. Mm-hmm. And there's also places like you were saying um, that I go to meet certain people. Like yeah. I, yeah, I go to meet certain guides in certain places. Like I go to this forest to meet one of my guys and I go to this cliff and then I go down the cliff, kind of like flying down it. And then I go into this water, the ocean to meet, yeah. to meet green Tara. And then, oh, that's so cool. I love and that. And then I go, well, there, there's lots of different things I won't get into it, but like it has different so elements. Cool. And that's like, oh, I always go to that one for that thing. I want one for that thing. But I love the idea that you were sharing also about the doing things for yourself in that space, not just meeting other yeah. guides or other things. Yeah. Know? That's yeah, beautiful. exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's cool because it sounds like you almost intuitively do this too in different ways. So that's yeah, really cool. It is cool. Oh, I love hearing about your space. It sounds so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. But it can be really fun to just create that realm, that fantasy realm. Yeah. Um, I started doing this when I was a kid, actually. So when I was a kid, I used to, I had a version of this island that has now evolved quite a lot. But when I was a kid, I had a version of this island that I would go to and I would swim down under the waters, like underneath the island. And there was this underwater cave that I could swim up and into. And that's where I would go to feel safe. So it was like this place in my mind that I would go as a kid to feel safe. And so that idea, that concept kind of evolved into what it is now that I use as an adult. That's amazing. Yeah. I, the caves are very symbolic. I actually have a cave I go to also in my place, in my place of nature. That's it's like lined with amethyst crystals and yeah, that's for right. healing and stuff. <laughs> so cool. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Actually, it's funny that we're talking about this now because just today, I know we're going to release this on a different date, but today I'm doing a guided meditation in my town you know, in person and it's journeying with your spirit guide. So I'm going to take them on a journey and it's going to involve lots of fun stuff, kind of like what we're talking about. So. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'll just say also that in this place, I also have two different portals as well. So I've got one portal that goes into my underworld where I can connect with like ancestral guides or connect with nature, connect with medicine, connect with healing. 
and like, you know, visions and stuff and, and spirit animals and guides. Mm-hmm. And then I have the upper realm portal that I connect to that goes through this. It's very funny. It goes through this crystal castle, but it's like a mirage. Ooh. And then the crystal, but I have to go through the crystal castle, but it's like a mirage the whole time. It's like see-through yeah. and I go through it. And then I'm at where I can go in, into the Akashic records. Um, oh, cool. into the sixth density. So that's kind of how I how I traveled there as well. It's it's weird. And I remember when I was learning how to do this, I was like, I just intuitively did it that way. And then my teacher was like, yeah, that's that's okay. You, you just do it really differently. <laughs> like, yeah, that's my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. I actually have a portal too. I have one portal in my garden of, you know, consciousness. And it just yeah. takes me, it takes me to anywhere. Like I have, oh, I have a healing yeah. space. Like I go up I go through the portal and then up this like glass staircase. It, it's like in a place, mm. in like a world of pink and purple clouds. And I go up there to this platform and that's where I do my healings. Nice. Sometimes it takes that's me so cool. to the underworld, like the forest and the shamanic. Like, oh, okay. Place. So it's, is it like flipping a coin where you never know which one? No, it's, it's like, be. I kind of know, like I kind of know, but it's okay. just one portal. Okay. And to me, it looks like, it almost looks like a, an opening in this like garden stone wall. Like let's say my, my garden oh, is like cool. covered, like surrounded by the stone wall and it's like an opening, but it's surrounded by greenery. So I call it the green portal yeah. and I can go through it. Like just this morning, I, I went through it and I went to, um, I went to the healing space and I healed my, I did a healing on myself because that's what I've been doing every day. And then I came back through it into the garden and then I immediately went back through the portal and went to meet, um, I went to meet green Tara in, in by the nice. Oceanside cliff in the, in the water. And she, she did some healing on me too. So it's so cool That's how really hearing cool. how everybody does it, yeah. you know, everyone can differently and it yeah. doesn't, there's not one way of doing it, but it's, it's so fun, I think, to have, oh, do you have a name for your, for your place? No, I don't. And it's so funny you say that because I'm like, wow, I really oh. should, I really should have a name, but I don't, I've never, I've never named it. That's interesting. Oh, I have a name for mine. <laughs> yeah. Um, what is it? Well, it sounds weird because it's a Japanese word, but I used to live in Japan and the neighborhood okay. I lived in was called Kiyosumi Shirakawa. And mm-hmm. I remember going there during cherry blossom times to the, to the park nearby. And there was cherry blossoms mm. everywhere. It was so beautiful. So when I started developing this place in my consciousness, like this garden of, um, that I go to, I decided to call it Kiyosumi, which, um, mm. gosh, I can't remember what it means now, but I looked up the meaning and it means something like place of peace or something. And I was oh, like, duh, of course yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> but yeah. oh, when I was I living that. there in in that neighborhood in Tokyo, um, I didn't know what it meant, you know. But yeah. so I call my yeah. in my consciousness, I call it Kiyosumi. I don't know why that just came to me. <laughs> okay, do you want to share yes. another practice yes. that you do? Um, my third practice that I thought would be helpful to share is having a basic understanding of the chakras because oh yeah because it's something I've learned a lot over the last few years I'm not saying I'm like an expert and I'm not saying like I've been studying it for decades but it's so helpful 
to know a little bit about the chakras because when something's going on in your body, it gives you so much more context and like understanding and wisdom. So like, like all of this stuff I've have going on in my reproductive area, I know it's connected to my sacral chakra energy and my root chakra energy actually. And so the sacral chakra is related to I'm sure we'll get into all the chakras in future episodes, but just briefly, it's like related to um, creative energy, sexual energy, um, divine feminine. And so I have lots of wounding there. And so it makes sense. And sometimes I feel a lot of tension in my throat when I'm stressed. And I realized once I learned about the chakras, oh, it's because I'm not like freely expressing my true voice. Right. And that's related to the throat chakra. And so if you have a basic understanding of what each chakra means and like what what it is associated with, and then you feel sensations in your body, it just kind of is like giving you a signal, like, oh, this is telling me something that I need to know about my body and how I'm living and what I'm thinking, or you know, whatever is going on, causing the sensation. And sometimes it's not bad doesn't mean you are always going to, you're always going to feel bad things, right? Like sometimes I feel just like a twitching in my kind of stomach, solar plexus. And I'm like, Oh yeah. Why did it is like a fluttering? And I'm like, Oh, what was that? And then I kind of associated with, Oh, what was I just doing or saying or thinking related to my solar plexus identity or worthiness or self-esteem or um, my personal power, you know, those are all things. So it's just interesting to have the basic understanding. And then when you're aware of the chakras and then you can kind of get a lot more wisdom and like connection to your body, I find. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of body connection, um, something that I also find is really helpful that I usually say to my clients is one of the first steps in developing your intuition is learning what a yes and no feels like in your body. Yes. Oh, that's such a good point. So what does it feel like in your body? In my body, um, I feel no in my stomach and I feel yes in my chest or in my heart. And that is something that is really clear to me now, but for a long time it wasn't. And this is something too that I think is really, again, related to the divine feminine and that feminine wounding um, on our planet right now, which is that a lot of women don't trust their bodies. Oh, a lot of women don't trust their thoughts, their decisions, their impulses, you know, because we're taught to not trust that. So that's such a good point. Yeah. And so- it can be very healing even just to invite the body to have a voice. It can be really healing to just invite your body to, to give you those yes and no's, those intuitive signals. Exactly like you were saying, Katrina, where you start to notice how your physical body is twinging or reacting or tensing up to different things. And then you're asking questions about that and you're allowing that to have a voice. That's exactly what um, you can do to start building that relationship with your body. So I love that you said that and that you highlighted that because having a relationship with your body is your right. 
and it's there for you. It's your body. And so having that sacred connection with your body, that healing relationship with your body is really important. So if you don't know how to do this, or you feel like you have no clue how to make decisions using your body, it's something that you can practice doing in really, really, really small ways. So for example, start with decisions in your life that are really easy for you to make. So maybe somebody asks you a question and you have to say yes or no, but it's something that's very easy for you to answer. You just, yes, you say yes right away, or you say no right away. Notice in that moment, how does that even feel in your body to Mm -hmm. say yes and no? And so you can start with the decisions that are really easy and just checking in with your body and seeing how your body responds. And then that way in the future, when there's decisions that are really hard for you to make, that you feel really stressed about and you don't know what the right choice is, you can actually ask your body and mm-hmm. let your body show you. Yeah. So yeah. it's a process. <laughs> it's a process. And for some of my clients, it takes months to to figure that out. But once they do, they're like, yes, I can make any decision in my oh, life that's so with so much liberating. confidence. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Because the body is, it's our compass. It's our guiding force. Yeah. So it's, it's really beautiful. Yeah. And like, you could just do it with easy things, right? Like we all know how it feels when like someone invites you out. You're like, oh, do you want to come blah, blah, blah. And you don't, <laughs> you know yeah. how it feels in your body, right? Like it's a little bit oh, contracting. Yeah. You're kind of like, oh, I don't want to, but I don't want to hurt their feelings or whatever. Like we've all had mm-hmm. that. So yeah, like in my body, totally. I always feel it in my throat for some reason. I don't know why, but I always feel ah. like if I ask, and, and I do the same thing now, like I can do it intentionally. I'll ask a question to myself and I'll notice if the no, the no feels like constricting, like squeezing in my throat yeah. and the yes feels like yeah. total expansion, like opening and ease and like softness. Mm. Okay. So you feel that mostly in your you feel that mostly in your throat. Yeah. The yes and the no. Yeah, I don't know why, okay. but that's just how it is. But I trust it now because I've I do it often also for my clients. Like if I'm meditating and I'm doing an Akashic Records reading or their chakra reading or whatever or healing, and I'm like, okay, is there? Do I need to go deeper with this, or do I need to do more? Do I need to ask more questions about this? Mm-hmm. And I'll feel the yes or the no. And, yeah. and then I'm like, okay. And then I can keep going with the, the, the reading or the healing or whatever. And it's so helpful. Yeah. It's so helpful. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Because a lot of the time people always ask like, oh, what's the difference between intuition and fear? And we can probably do another you know episode on this, but a lot of that is because you're in your mind. You are in your mind trying to decide the difference between intuition and fear. If you can get into your body, then you can actually feel a clear yes and no without fear being able to come in and sort of influence that. So when you get connected and you have your system, then you can trust that system. Yeah. So that's such a good tip. Yeah. So, yeah. So all of those things that we shared today, all the things that Katrina, you shared and your own personal struggles and, and healing. Thank you for sharing that journey. I think that was really powerful to hear. And um, we hope that 
these practices are something that you can try on and see if they resonate with you and see if you like them. Um, but also we just wanted to demonstrate how spirituality should be something that's interwoven with your everyday life and that you can do that with yourself and that that's something that you're able to do every day. Yes. And I think the more people talk about it, like the more we talk about it, the more other people talk about it, the less taboo it is. So yeah. like, I know it sounds really weird. We're talking about, oh, we have these places in our consciousness <laughs> that we go to, oh, yours is like this, mine's like this. Well, it's not weird. I'm sure many, many, many people have, have that experience and it's good to normalize spiritual, yeah. like just normalize a connection with your soul and a connection with yourself. Yeah. So that's what we're, you know, that's what we're trying to do here. And we want to, we want to shine a light on, on all of these things that have helped us. And we want to, you know, hopefully help you in some way by sharing this with you. Thank you so much for joining us today. And if you're interested in learning more or connecting more with some of the themes we've discussed, we invite you to join us in our sisterhood containers. They're like women's circles, but they go so much deeper and it's going to be so amazing to connect with each other. So we invite you to find out more at our Instagram. You can find us at Sacred Soul Healing Co. And if you want to connect more with me and learn more about what I offer, you can find me on Instagram, Katrina Slade Artist Intuitive or katrinaslade.com. And if you're interested in finding out more about me and how we can work together, I empower people to heal their own wounds and rise into their soul's true calling. You can find me at moonpathwellness.com or at wellnesswithjen on Instagram. Thanks for listening.